in just the same way that uh, a song can be sung in different ways, while the words might stay more or less the same. A story or a myth might be told quite differently, even where the meaning stays more or less the same. So we've got here two versions of the myth of the salmon that were told uh, on two different occasions by uh, Charles Culty to Franz Boas. And they were printed in the ethnology back to back. First one from 1891, second one from 1894. I'm going to read the first one, then offer a little explanation about it because it is difficult to understand. And then I'll read the second one. It'll be easier, I think, to understand the second one. Myth of the Salmon, told 1891. The people of mythical times were dying of hunger. They had only Sagittaria root, arrowhead, to eat. They had only small Sagittaria roots and skunk cabbage and roots and rush roots to eat. In the spring of the year, the salmon went up river. They had first arrived with many companions. They went some distance. Then the skunk cabbage said, Alas, my brother's son has arrived. If it had not been for me, your people would have been dead long ago. Then the salmon said, Who's that talking there? Oh, that's the skunk cabbage that is talking. Let's go ashore. They went ashore and gave him one elk skin armor. They gave him five elk skins and put war clubs under his blanket, one on each side. They put two clubs under the blankets. Then they carried him inland and placed him among the willows. The salmon and his people went on ascending the river. Then another person said, At last my brother's son arrived, whose anus is full of maggots. If it had not been for me, your people would be dead. Who's talking there? said the salmon. Oh, your aunt, the Sagittaria root. He put some small dentalia on her buttocks and gave her three woodchuck blankets. Then they left her. They went some distance. And another person said, Oh, at last my brother's son has arrived, whose anus is full of maggots. If it had not been for me, all your people would have been dead. The salmon said, Who's talking there? Oh, your aunt, the large Sagittaria root. Let's go ashore. He put large dentalia on her buttocks and gave her five woodchuck blankets. He placed her in the mud. Then they continued going up the river. They'd gone some distance. Another person spoke. Oh, at last my brother's son has arrived, whose anus is full of maggots. If it had not been for me, all your people would be dead. Who's talking there? Oh, your uncle, the rush root. Let us go ashore, said the salmon. They gave him an elk skin shirt and put feather ornaments on his head. They put him into a swamp. Then they continued going up the river. They went some distance, and another person spoke. Oh, at last my brother's son's arrived, whose anus is full of maggots. 
If it had not been for me, all your people would be dead. Who's talking there? Let's go ashore. Oh, it's your uncle. The Thakana Popu. He's talking. It's an unidentified route. They gave him five raccoon blankets and placed him on the bank of the river. And they met a canoe. The salmon said, Ask the people in that canoe. There were three people in the canoe. A man was in the stern, a woman in the middle of the canoe. She said, Laka laka laki wa, laki laka laka wa, laki laka laka wa. The salmon replied, What does that woman say? And the man in the stern of the canoe answered, Oh, she said, They went up with the flood tide and arrived at the Cascades. They came down again with the ebb tide. Stop the canoe. Why does she lie? How do the people who go up to the rapids come back? They stopped them. The flounder was in the bow of the canoe. They took him by his head and twisted it, so his face was turned around and his mouth stood crosswise. Then they took a hold of the crow and pulled her head, and her head was turned around. They took Blue Jay. They pulled him and twisted his neck. His face was turned around. They said to them, How do people return who go to the Cascades? They left them. Future generations shall always need five days to get to the Cascades. the first variation. Now both variations of the myth are telling the same tale of how the salmon came into the river. This is the River Columbia. Both began with the notion that people were dying of hunger and all they had to eat were roots before the salmon appeared. That food which dominates and enriches their diet and symbolizes wealth. The action of this myth is to tell how salmon goes up the river for the first time. This will be stated explicitly in the second version. As he goes up, the salmon travels with people who stop him as he goes and declare they want to stop. But the people referred to in this vernacular are not only human beings. All living creatures are sentient, even plants, and therefore all are persons. 
and are called people. So in the first instance, it is skunk cabbage who stops that wants to go to shore. Then arrowhead, and then other roots. Each one goes ashore and settles into its environment, encoding the tale with the ethnology of its naming and the finding of these foods. And to each one, salmon makes a gift, a potlatch in the traditional manner, giving them something of value in honor and in appreciation. After all, when salmon are not found, these foods are the ones that keep us alive, and we're grateful to them. There's an odd expression here that each one says when he gets off the boat. At last my brother's son arrived, whose anus is full of maggots. If it had not been for me, your people would be dead. Now the brother's son in the reference is the salmon, a nephew by a brother. Assuming that the speaker is a woman, this is the closest kin to her after her own child. A common kindred affinity amongst tribal people is the lineage from the woman, because the woman is the obvious parent of a child. The father of a child could be anyone. The mother is certain, and therefore the uncle, who is the mother's brother, is often most important, often the sponsor or a father-like figure for a child. And so too, then, his children are to her important. What is meant by the odd phrase, whose anus is full of maggots? It's to the salmon that it refers. It's observed that the Pacific salmon going upstream in the spring are always going to spawn, and there they shall always all die. As if they are going up to die, and perhaps because of the ordeal of the cascades and the change from seawater to fresh water, their bodies will suffer on the way. They're losing their oil. They look physically distressed. They will discolor and they will disform. Their pink flesh will turn white. The flesh will become mushy when you cook it. And finally, after they spawn, they will lie spent, gasping, and exposed in the shallows to be pecked at by birds or devoured by bear or to rot while half alive. This, then, is the reference of the phrase, I think, that the salmon is foredoomed. At the end of the tale, salmon going up the river encounters three last people, flounder, crow, and blue jay, and they tell him a lie about the journey, that it's only one day's travel when it's actually five. The salmon takes some revenge on them, this is how the flounder gets his face twisted sideways, for example. Now then, the second variation of the myth of the salmon, told by Colty in 1894. The spring salmon went up the river for the first time. A person was standing there. When he came past, he said, Oh, at last, my nephew has arrived, whose anus is full of maggots. If it had not been for me, all your people would be dead. Who's that that's talking there? It's your uncle. The skunk cabbage is talking there. Quick, go ashore. 
The salmon went ashore and put an elk skin armor on him. He put five elk skin armors onto the skunk cabbage and one club under each side of the blanket. He carried him up from the water and placed him among the willows. He continued going up the river. A woman was standing there. Oh, at last, my nephew has arrived, whose anus is full of maggots. If it had not been for me, all your people would be dead. Who is that that's talking there? Oh, your aunt, the small Sagittaria root. Quick, let us go ashore. They put onto her a deerskin blanket and put small dentalia on her buttocks. Later on, they will buy you for small dentalia. He carried her inland and put her in the mud. Then they continued going up the river. Again he saw a person. Oh, at last, my nephew who has arrived, whose anus is full of maggots. If it had not been for me, all your people would be dead. Quick, go ashore. The salmon continued. Who is it that's talking there? Your uncle, the rush root, is talking. He put buckskins onto his buttocks. Then they went up again, and another person was seen. Oh, at last my nephew has arrived, whose anus is full of maggots. If it had not been for me, all your people would be dead. The salmon said, Who's talking there? Ah, the Indian potato is talking. Quick, let us go up. They landed and put a woodchuck blanket onto her. They gave her three wood woodchuck blankets and put long dentilia onto her buttocks. You will be bought for long dentilia and for woodchuck blankets. Then she was placed in the mud. They went on again. They went a long distance and found a person. Oh, at last, my nephew has arrived, whose anus is full of maggots. If it had not been for me, all your people would be dead. Who's talking there? said the salmon. They gave this person five raccoon blankets and placed him near the water. And they went up again. They went farther up the river, and they came to near the mountain. And there they saw a canoe coming down the river. The canoe came near Blue Jay, and Crow were in it, and the flounder in the bow of it. And they were asked, Where did you come from? They did not reply. They were asked a second time. And the crow answered and said, Lucky 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 wah, lucky 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 wah, lucky 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 wah. The salmon said, What is it she says? One person said, She said they went up with the flood tide, and they came to the cascades, and then with the ebb tide, they came down the river. Ah, crow is lying. No canoe ever came back from the cascades in one day. It takes five to go and come back from the Cascades. Let us put our canoe alongside of theirs. And they went alongside their canoe. They took Blue Jay, pulled his head, and twisted his face. They took the crow, pulled her head, and twisted her face backward. They took the flounder, who was in the bow of the canoe, and they put her mouth crosswise. Later generations shall never come back from Cascades in one day. Blue Jay was thrown inland, and Crow was thrown inland. Atanatsa, Crow, shall be your name. 
You shall not talk the Wasco language. The flounder was thrown into the water and was told, Go down the river to the beach and lie down flat. Your name shall be Apicac, Flounder. Yeah.